Hello, and welcome to episode 34 of Expertise is Overrated, the podcast that takes the time to answer the questions you didn't know you didn't want the answer to. I'm Vib. And I'm Sean, and neither of us has any clue what we're talking about. Before we move on, let's award the much-vaunted Expertise is Overrated Tinfoil Award. As a reminder, this is an award that we give out at the start of each episode to the person who had the most ridiculous point in last week's episode. Uh, I, I'm going to be... I'm going to. Say it. I'm unhappy about this one. Because oh. you're, you're giving it to both of us. <laughs> for, for your failings as a reliable co-host. <laughs> See, you, you, you made the assumption that I'd be fair and be like, oh, you know, he's got a child and he was ill and then his child was ill and his wife was ill and blah, blah, blah. No, this is all He went to stag do's. <laughs> No, um, as you may have noticed, listeners, obviously we've not released anything for a while. It's it's like a month. Yeah, we we effectively skipped like one and a a half. I think that's right. Regular, regularly scheduled episode. So yeah, what happened to you? Um, what happened to me? I went, I went on a stag do, and then the weekend after that, I went to the cricket. And at the cricket, I caught COVID. And then as I was getting better from COVID, my wife and the baby caught COVID off me. And I was buying a, well, we were buying a house. And I had to do a trip to London. It just, my life just became ridiculous for like a three week period. Essentially, listeners, what he's saying is he doesn't give a shit about you. It's true. Um, I, I, it's all me, me, me. I know. <laughs> uh, I, I am. I am sorry. Uh, if, <laughs> no, I'm obviously joking. But um, you, you, you've had a bit. You've had a rough couple of weeks. Let's just put it that way. I had, a, I had a rough few weeks, and then there was there was some serious question marks about whether or not we were going to be able to record today because I spent yesterday basically feeling like absolute crap went to bed at about 8.30 in the spare room because I was feverish and achy again. I was just like, please don't be more COVID. Please don't be more COVID. But I think it's also it's just been really hot and that makes me not a very good human being. I think it's the fear of having to justify what we're about to talk about. Um, yeah, so this is, this is the other... This is the other um, reason why I gave the tinfoil to both of us because we promised years ago in our last episode uh, that we'd talk Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, but si- since then, we've both seen uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and thought we haven't done a review for a while. So anyone who was hoping to hear us rank duelists in Harry Potter come back next time because we'll do it then. Um, but no, we're going we're gonna to talk Marvel but what came out on like Monday, Tuesday? Well, thir- Thursday, yeah. Thor: Love and Thunder was released. So we're not talking about that because that of course would we're make not. Us, that would be that would make us current. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we're going to talk about a film that came out like a month or so ago, if not more. It came out in like May, didn't it? Oh, potentially. I don't know. I, I lose track of these things. Too, there are too many Marvel films. There are too many Marvel films. You're not wrong. Um, anyway. So, yeah, I mean, 
I, I'm going to claim that I was being I was being noble for accepting the tinfoil hat for uh, covering you for your you absence. Can't, you can't complain about the fact that we were sharing the tinfoil hat and then also claim the moral high ground in being noble about it. Uh, well, I can and no will. So <laughs> enjoy. So, you you so no multiverse win. of madness. Doctor Strange. I, first question: What what did you think of it? Well, let let me let me answer that by sort of briefly highlighting the success of our Discord yet again. Oh yeah, no, this was this was I, fun. So I did I did say on our Discord that there was one of us who really liked mm. uh, Multiverse's Madness and one of us who didn't, and the poll was overwhelmingly accurate. I think it, Paul was overwhelmingly accurate. I've been done absolute filth. In the, in the Discord, I'm considering shutting the whole thing down in protest. What, because they've correctly caught on to the state of affairs and, you know, that, that is episode is... Uh, episode is... My goodness. <laughs> you can tell it's been a long time. I've forgotten what we're called. Expertise is overrated. Goodness. Um, no, but as Monkey says, you're obviously the one who liked it because Vib has impeccable taste. I, I, I don't like... That people have got have correctly guessed that I liked it and you don't. I I did I, I don't like. That's right. I don't mind that. What I don't like is the implication that it's because you're somehow better than me. Well, but that is the implication, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I didn't like it, um, at all, actually. Um, I must say, no. You were, you are, you were. I watched it first, and then you were messaging me as you were watching it, and you were unhappy. I was very unhappy, uh, very, very unhappy. And it was interesting because, yeah, because you'd said you'd quite liked it when you when you saw it, and I'd heard from friends and colleagues uh, who are Marvel fans that it was just bad. I think it's really slippy, people. Um, so, so it's one of those where maybe I went into it with with this idea, because obviously I don't rate your feedback whatsoever. Fair. So, yeah, maybe just went into it thinking this is going to be bad, and then it it, it was. But having thought about it, I, I think it's just a bad film, honestly. I'm. Yeah, no, I mean, I I I don't don't agree with you. I think it's probably. If we go back to our Marvel tier list, I would probably put it in somewhere between classic superhero average and pleasantly surprising. Um, it's not. It's oh. not top tier. It's not. But there's just there's aspects of it that I really like. Uh, but something that I thought was interesting was a point that you made was it might come down to how we reacted to One Division. Yes, and I suppose in the spirit of fairness, you, you never finished One Division, did you? No, it's gash, mate. I don't know why anyone likes it. Well, I mean, but this is clearly what Sam Raimi, the director, thought as well from from, uh, from uh, Multiverse of Madness. Because the rumours are that he possibly. never finished it either. <laughs> so, Quite possibly. So he obviously thought he made a good film, and you also think he made a good film. So maybe there's something there. Something to that. Like, if, you, if you've watched One Division, then this film doesn't make any sense. It's really annoying though. It's abbreviated MOM because I keep thinking Ministry of Magic. No, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's really bad. Um, one complaint that I do have, I think we should just sort of run through the plot beats of the film at some point. But one complaint that I really have is it requires you to 
While apparently discounting everything that happened in one division, it requires you to have seen one division in order to make sense. For sure, because I guess if you're going purely based off the films, last time you see Wanda and this film, you're like, whoa. <laughs> yes. What's happened? The, the juxtaposition of Wanda at the end of Infinity War, or sorry, end of Endgame, and Wanda in this makes no sense. Yeah. Well, it doesn't make it doesn't make no sense. That's not fair. That's not fair. It doesn't make no sense. It makes very little sense because you don't understand her core motivation because it doesn't exist in Endgame. It, yeah, and and I guess from that kind of starting point, you could be forgiven for thinking that maybe Wanda could have made a good villain, right? Because she she came out of Endgame as as a very powerful, hero. very powerful and very damaged. I think that that side of it. I, it's it's difficult because you you when I when I try and talk about why I like Multiverse of Madness and Wanda as a villain, I end up saying things like oh, it's a really good depiction of someone with like PTSD or something. And obviously, it's not actually because most people with PTSD don't turn around turn into supervillains. But like, there's I think there's there's something there of Wanda tr- wrestling to deal with everything that's happened to her and everything that she's seen and everything that she went through, and being so powerful that she can she's uniquely positioned to essentially do something about it. I I really like that, but it also doesn't make much sense if you've not seen Wonder Vision. She's just all of a sudden evil for. No reason. Yeah, but even if you have watched Bond Division, it makes no sense. This, this is this is <laughs> the problem I have with it. Yeah, because because at the end of Bond Division, there's a sort of acceptance, and and we've, we've discussed in the past that I, and I think I agree is that the TV shows shouldn't necessarily have significant bearing on the films. No, I think you should be able right. to get by without having watched the TV show, which they should be they should be additive to the films, but. If you ha- if you are going to make a TV show that, that is canon, and then make a film that kind of goes against it, it that that that's a real problem for me. Yeah, and I think that's that's something that I'm going to have to take your word for. My because I, I genuinely don't know how One Division finishes, um, so I'm just going to have to take your word for it. But did you, there's a sort of acceptance of her; she willingly gives up the life rather than having it taken from her. Well, it's. <sighs> I must I must confess, the specifics have eluded me because it's been a long time. But ultimately, my my when I walked away from One Division, I was like, okay, you know, that, that sort of tied it off, and you know, she's not obviously the happiest person in the universe. Mm. But to then kickstart, you know, Doctor Strange's second film with with her being completely off the rails is a weird one. Yeah. Now I do have a potential theory, okay. That 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 could make the storyline work. Is your theory because I have I have a potential theory, having not seen Wonder Vision, but is your theory that this isn't our Wonder and our Strange? Yes. Yeah, that's that's but, my working theory. But yeah, the whole home. Um, universe that we start off in in that film is is not so six six one six is not the MCU. Yes, yeah, that's I, I'm I'm working on that theory at the moment. I think that's the case. Yeah, which which I think it can go a little ways to excusing 
this. I mean, I'm going to be honest here. I don't think Sam Raimi has has the intelligence to have actually done that. It's it's a, out there it's, straight it's, away, but it's a potential down the line fix, though, isn't it? it yes, exactly. It's it's, it's the retcon opportunity. <laughs> yes, six one six is not the MCU, and that's how you can have a Wanda who doesn't quite align with our conception of Wanda, or your conception of Wanda, because what happened to her in six one six is one division is different from what happened to her in, in the one division that we saw. But that's such a fudge. It, it's a massive fudge, uh, and ultimately, what what she could have just done is what she was doing in one division if if all it comes down to is she wants to spend time with her kids she could have easily just done her old illusion thing again i haven't even considered that <laughs> just do it again but don't take over it time yeah don't take over but I, I guess again they could probably explain that way by being like oh yeah but something in her brain has changed and that that won't be good enough for her anymore i, she I don't know only do, she can only make illusions she believes in or something yeah, I mean, I guess the other thing that they went for is to have her corrupted, right, off, off the back of the the book. Yes, or you know, whatever it was, I can't remember the name. The Darkhold, yeah, she's been using the Darkhold and that exact terrible tool. Yeah, why doesn't she have a third eye? Mm. Sorry, that's complete. I want to go through the plot beat by beat, but I've just <laughs> that's just occurred to me because <laughs> both I, of the both of the strangers that we see using it develop a third eye. So I yeah, that but one. that could be a specific strange thing, I guess. Could be a, a melding sorcery in the dark hole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. So, so that that we'll we'll put a pin in that because that. Well, put a pin in that and come back to it. I don't think we'll have an answer right away. That's <laughs> no. never stopped us before. Um, yeah. So, so Wanda's evil. Now, now I did like her as a villain because she is super powerful. Um, I, I'll say that. I, I think I I. By, if if we accept that she starts the film as a villain and we can part that, I buy her as a villain. I think it's a really good, scary performance. Um, the sort of level of threat that she brings to the screen is amazing. Yeah, I think I and that moment right at the start, um, where Strange goes to ask her for advice and she lets out she lets slip that she knows the kid america chavez's name and then the just like immediate turn from nice apple orchard lady to absolute batshit insane mcu villain is really well done well but it had to be because that that has to convince the entire audience that that she is that <laughs> yes yeah yeah you've got it you've got to buy it from that moment don't you um, just ca- casually shitting on, you know, many episodes worth of TV, uh, <laughs> but, but but you know, gracefully shitting. Let's put it that way, I guess. Yeah, it's very delicate. <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean Elizabeth Olsen, big fan. I think she she's a great Wanda. I, think... I have to confess, I don't understand why Wanda is so powerful. Like I, I'm, yeah. I'm more than happy to just accept that she is. Like that's fine. The MCU doesn't make that much sense. But she, her powers come from the Mind Stone, don't they? Yes. In theory. And yeah, like Real- Is there a reality stone? 
That was the ether which she's never been in contact with. That's the Thor yeah, the Dark World stone. Yeah, see, it's the colours that always throw yeah. me with this stuff, right? Yeah, the, that one is the, red, and all her powers are red. red. And all her powers are red. Yeah, but the mind stone, the, you're right. But when you see her in Age of Ultron, her powers are, like, mind magic focused, and it makes sense. And then all of a sudden, she just seems to be able to do anything. And it doesn't really matter. That wasn't... Vision's also mind stone, no? Vision is also mind stone, yeah. But he he he's not like exposed to the mind stone. He harnesses it. It's slightly different. No, I'm just that just makes their relationship kind of <laughs> weird. And if, if you know what I mean, it's like it's like the mind stone being attracted to itself. It's it's ever so slightly masturbatory, isn't it? It is a bit. Um, yeah, why is she so powerful? Um, it's a very good question. It it's sort of there's a bit of power creep going on. You think? Because um, Captain Marvel was also just OP. Yeah. Toward the, you know, by Endgame. Yeah. But the Captain Marvel in Wanda, in uh, Multiverse of Madness, gets absolutely shat on by Wanda, which is very funny. And I want to talk about that fight because it's really funny. <laughs> we will get uh, to it, don't worry. <laughs> um, but no, you're, you're right. You're right. Um, the part that I'm not sure if it's power creep is because it feels perfectly conscious that everyone's getting more powerful. It's much more just sort of, oh, we're just playing with more powerful characters now. Um, like they gave Thor for Endgame a massive power boost, right? And like Stark's technology was always upgrading to make him more and more and more powerful. Like if you think back to the Iron Man suit in Iron Man One, it it can yeah, fly. But with, with, yeah, but with Stark, it, that's easy to understand, right? Because he, he's, he's actually just upgrading his technology. Yeah, but my, I guess my point is, everyone seems to be getting stronger and stronger. Oh, and stronger. for sure. Yeah, Steve, Rock, Steve Rogers seen... goes from. Yeah, sorry. I was going to say Steve Rogers goes from a guy who's a bit faster and a bit stronger to a man who jumps out of planes and hold like lifts helicopters and shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, again, you haven't seen Thor: Love and Thunder yet. Have I you? haven't seen Love and Thunder. No. Yeah, the, the power the power upgrades are <laughs> certainly permanent <laughs> mm. <laughs> with uh, the likes of Thor. I think is, is fair to say. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think this is potentially part of the problem for me is that they because they killed Thanos. Yeah, the big big bad for so long, and he was super powerful. And I think then they sort of went, hmm, shit, uh, now what do we do? So, so they're having to bring in these more and more powerful characters and having to use some of the ones that they already showed off as being super powerful. Yeah. But then you get you, you get weird questions, like if Wanda's this powerful, why like why couldn't she just deal with Thanos? I'm sure there I'm sure there's a, a, a perfectly coherent answer around well, she's got access to the Darkhold now and she's been practicing and all of that. But yeah. it just, yeah, it starts to raise. But you're forgetting that Wanda was well into the well into in the process of killing Thanos. She was, no, she was absolutely one v wanting him. <laughs> that's, that's true, actually. I forgot that. Um, it's a fair point. So, I mean, she, she was sort of set up in Endgame as like, okay, wow, she's... Uh, that's, that's, no, that's true. She was, actually. You're right. But 
Yeah, so so I, I like the the fact that she was in the film, but no, I, I just couldn't get past the the the, the logic of that. Which is it's a shame because I think she did work quite well as a villain, and she acted it really, really, you know, well. Yes, no, I think she did. Um, I think she was a a really good villain, and I I thought that she brought, like I said, like an escalating level of threat and tension to the film as she sort of descends more and more into villainy. Um, I thought, you know, when she says right at the start. Well, not right at the start, but when she's going after Kamatage, like, this is still me being reasonable. And she just keeps escalating from there. I thought that was really good. Yeah, that was, that was like, peak villainy. I love that. Yeah. Um, but, but the premise is, is, is flawed. Like, why, why is that her, like, conclusion and plan is to instantly go after the multiverse just to get her kids back. I don't know. I guess because she's not thinking straight, right? This is the whole point. She's she's not she's not mad. That's a completely unfair characterization. But she's she's so fixated on the idea of getting her kids back that she's not actually thinking about what what that means. If that makes sense, and that I mean that's shown that's shown at the end as well when she's like in the house with the kids and other Wanda, and she's so fixated on getting the kids that she doesn't have any idea of the like harm that she's causing. It's such a selfish emotion. Yeah, it's not she's not thinking straight. Yeah, sure, but they had to introduce the dark hole to sort of make that all work. Mm. It's just. Uh, you know, I want. I they, want they just got a direction from the higher ups of Marvel, like what we want to do, guys, is multiverses. So make it happen. Yeah, I think that's and right. There, there's a lot of sort of um, the last Jedi being handed back to to someone else vibes for me. Right? It's just like we need to kind of get this to work. So we're just gonna shoehorn this in somehow. Yeah. No, no, I think that's. I think it feels it, shoehorned is absolutely right. It definitely feels somewhat like that. Um, but for all that, for all these sort of little complaints, I really enjoyed it. I, I had great fun watching it, and sort of for me, that's all that ever really. Well, it's not all that ever really matters, but. That has, that that viewing experience has a big impact on how I end up thinking about a film. Well, ultimately, it's why you watch a film, right? It's yeah, to be, to be entertained, and, and it's has it ever happened with a Marvel film? I'm actually not convinced it has. Eternals got very close. What you know that sensation bad. of like, I, I you know I might be better off not continuing this. Thor two, yeah, maybe Thor. Thor two's main crime is that it's just a bit boring and naff. See, I think I, I said this when we spoke about Marvel films before. I'd go back and watch Eternals. I think just for the sheer batshit insanity of it. 
I, I don't want to go back and watch Thor 2. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to agree, although I think what would actually happen is if we, were, if we went back to Eternals, we'd be like, ah, yes, I remember now. Oh, yeah, no, actually, this is bad. I think you're right. Um, but but with with Multiverse of... Oh, oh, bloody hell, this, this name of this film. <laughs> with Doctor Strange 2, <laughs> um, that, it, it just felt wrong. That that was that was the overriding emotion for me. It just felt wrong. Fair enough. So either it's genius because it's not RMCU and and that just really stood out to me, or it's not a very good film. I, I want to sort of address this. It's not the MCU because the thing that I keep seeing, and I think you mentioned it while disagreeing with it, is the idea that this is actually a horror film. <laughs> yeah, everyone keeps saying that, right? Can, can, can we address that, please? Because it's, it's not. Well, I mean, horror isn't my forte, although I did spend many hours watching the Horror Channel when I had it on TV many years ago. <laughs> like peak entertainment. Um, this, to me... Well, horror surely implies some sort of scared scary element right is that fair i think well horror is an emotion right you either f- feel the emotion horror or you don't well certainly horrified so i guess it counts <laughs> um but no i mean it's i think a horror film has to inspire fear trepidation discomfort and any one of those and sure some of that can be jump scares or what have you, but I think for for a film to be a proper properly a horror film, it needs I don't know I, I, it needs to be more than just bad attempts at jump scares. I don't think like there aren't even jump scares really in Doctor Strange two. I I, I fully agree with you. Um. It, it was only after the fact that people started saying, oh, horror and Sam Raimi and all that. And I was like, I think, really? Yeah. I got none of that. I mean, there's, there's, a, few, there's a few moments where which make you sort of sit back or sit up or something. But that's like, that's because the music all of a sudden gets really, really, really loud. So your body reacts to that. It's not that what's on screen is scary or, or sort of, you know, the, the monster appears out of nowhere and, you know, it's behind a door that gets opened or something like that. That's what I think of as a jump scare. No. But, but the, the, not there are... One of them. That's sort of what he was going for, though, right? You know, but I don't think it landed. I don't think any of no, that exactly. landed. No, exactly. It didn't land at all. Um, there's, 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 there's some moments in the film that made me very, like, like when um, Wanda's walking across the broken glass. But that's not horror i don't think not yeah the th- but that, that that sort of fits in yeah it's very it's, it's or if it is horror it's like body horror it's not and it's psychological, not psychological. type stuff right i, yeah. I think yeah mm-hmm. and, and and this film definitely had a, a much grittier vibe to it than all of marvel but but it, it, it undoes that largely i think because all the grit happens in universes that are supposedly not, well, I don't want to say not canon, but not, not ours, right? I think it, I think it undoes it in a completely different way. Um, 
because I, I sort of don't care about the multiverse point if you know something that's scary in 616 is scary in 838 right that's just stakes might be different but i'm not sure that i believe that um but it's it sort of has the classic marvel problem of every time something scary or what have you happens on screen it's immediately undercut by a pithy comment from benedict cumberbatch or whoever it is who plays America Chavez, whose name I've just completely blanked on, right? And that completely, completely cuts across it, I think. It's it's that, but what I guess what I'm getting at more is that because, and I feel this is really obvious when you watch the film, right? When he's in the Illuminati universe, and I'm sure we'll get back to that whole shit show. Um it's like really obvious that that doctor, our Doctor Strange, just doesn't care, right? All these superheroes that I'm sure have done great things for that particular universe just yeah. get absolutely slaughtered, and he's like, "Yeah, whatever, it doesn't matter." Yeah, and no, so, so the, so the tone of all that is really confusing. Like, it's it's scary because Wanda's like ripping these people apart and whatnot, and then it's like, "Yeah, but we don't really care." And, and that just, you know, either either you. You know, you, you make me want to be scared of her, or or you or you don't. You you don't sort of go halfway and then go ah, it's like it's I, either I care about Black Bolt or I don't. Right, either I care about Mister Fantastic, Fantastic or I don't. You can't put them in the film, pretend that I have to care about them, and then have their deaths be not quite played for laughs, but almost played for laughs. Played for laughs, pretty much, yeah. And it's sort of like, oh yeah, no, I did, I did read the bit in the contract that says I need to kind of allude to what if and all the other like weird Marvel shit. Yeah, is that gimmicky? That's that's what it is. It's a complete gimmick. Just an excuse to to be able to kill some superheroes on screen because it doesn't matter. That's probably true. That might actually be what it is. We yeah. haven't we haven't we haven't shown that the stakes are real for a while. Well, for like four films since we killed Tony Stark. Yeah. So we need to we need to have powerful people die on screen, but we can't actually have anyone powerful die on screen. That's the thing. It's 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 like um, the thing you hated so much in Loki all over again, right? Where they did the post credit scene when oh, yeah. maybe the slight chance that Loki was dead is like just back yourselves, kill someone relevant, kill you one. Know? I was just thinking that, but I would. I would have walked out. The cinema. I watched it on a train, and I, you can't really walk out of a train. That's I would have broke work. But I'd have been I'd have been unhappy if they killed Wong. But also, like, I don't need every every single scene that has Wong and Strange in it to be a buddy cop. Oh, I do absolutely. Well, no, one hundred percent. I'm here for that. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm absolutely here for that, and the interactions between Benedict Wong and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, which also, really? Amazing, right? Yes, no, genuinely, the two two of the lead actors are called Benedict. What a world we live in. Um, and then Benedict Wong's character is literally called Wong. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't need every single scene with them in it to be played for comedy. The comedy works better if some of those scenes are serious, I think. And I think that's something that Marvel, Marvel in general has lost. Yeah, and the, the, but this is again the tone of this film is so off. It, it's like they're following a formula that you know. Yeah, it's like set in stone. You know, this is the recipe, and you have to follow it. 
And then Wong says something catty, and then Strange refuses to acknowledge that Wong is the Sorcerer Supreme, and then Wong says something catty. It's like I don't, I don't need that every scene. No, exactly. It's 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 not good filmmaking. Ultimately, it just it just isn't. Except I really enjoyed it. So. Yeah, <laughs> no, I did. Yeah, no, I'm, being, I I'm being really, I'm being really negative about the film because I think if you drill down into the specifics, there's a lot wrong with it. And the more I talk about it, the more I, I start to think that. But but yeah, but this is harking back to our Star Wars discussion. Exactly. A few episodes ago, you know, the, the, there's if if you drill too deep into certain things, uh, you know, that, that that becomes an academic exercise as opposed to a I think, that's, I think that's right. But what I think is interesting with, with this is, as we've discussed, is that you liked it when you watched it, and I just didn't. And yeah. then we consider and analyze and come up with more or less the same conclusions as to why, objectively, as a film, it might be bad. But it, it's interesting that you that you did like it. So mm-hmm. so what what about it is... What, what worked for you, then? Did you, do you know? Do I know? I've always liked Stephen Strange. Cumberbatch, yeah, me too. Stephen, Stephen Strange, I think is excellent. Um, I thought that, although it, I don't think you can call it a horror film, I thought that the elements of attempting to engender fear that they that the Sam Raimi put in worked for a given value of worked, and I thought that Wanda was a compelling villain. And that that's basically it. The plot is lacking. The plot doesn't make much sense, and that is a problem. But I don't really go to Marvel films for plot because the plot is always bad things happen. Good guys try and stop bad thing and fail. Good guys keep trying to stop bad thing and keep failing. Good guys work out how to stop bad thing. Good guys win. That is the plot of every Marvel film that has ever been made, with the possible exception of No Way Home which breaks the mold and is very good as a result. But I don't I don't know why I liked it and I know I need to go away and rewatch it to to understand what it was about it that I liked. It looks great. The visuals are really good. Like the cinematography is very very good, I think. And that always works for me because fundamentally I'm a child who likes flashing lights and bright colors. Ah, uh, mm. Yes and no, I think, for this one. And actually, not so much just this Marvel film. I feel they're more and more going the way of The Hobbit compared to The Lord of the Rings. Too much CGI. Too much too much overt CGI, if that makes any sense. I didn't need... So the monster right at the start, the, in New York, at Christine's wedding... The like tentacle monster didn't need yeah. that. That could have been literally anything else. Didn't add to the film at all. Yeah, and it, and because that one was again so comically, like it looks none so of this matters. Like, this, this sort of my overriding feeling with the whole film. None of it matters, and as well the ending, you know, because Wanda supposedly kills herself. Uh, well, off off screen. Can we so can we stop having suicide as a plot resolution? Can we just well, all agree it, that that's yeah. bad? It's like, yeah, sure, you want us to think that, but let's be honest, you're Marvel, so obviously not. <laughs> it's like, well, this is the thing. You know, we never saw a body, so it's very easy for her to not be dead. 
It's like they've stopped operating in good faith, Marvel. They're just now... They've gone way too far into, ooh, look at all the flashing lights, and they're getting even flashier and even more absurd. And then, you know, we're throwing musical notes around because... Yeah, I didn't I didn't understand the music fight. Like, uh, that's, that's, that's a Sam Raimi thing, apparently. I don't know. I, this one, know I think this is what, what, above all, really bothers me, is that you could tell... That this was a director who has like a, a thing, you know. But that and apparently this is why so many people loved it. Right, because Taika, Taika Waititi yeah. has his own style, and it, which involves him being in every film, and it works. <laughs> well, so we'll we'll have this discussion when we talk about the new Thor, I think. But so Ragnarok, yeah, you know, I think we did agree was one of the best Marvel films made. We did, and yes, is, there's is obviously London a lot of Waititi not? in there, but. It still works as a film. It, it doesn't get mm. in the way. I would say. Mm. No, um, you're right. Yeah. It's it, it's a film that works that has clear Taika Waititi in it. Yeah. Whereas the I, I suppose they tried to give Strange the the sort of Ragnarok treatment and that's exactly right. Ragnarok. That's that's exactly right. This is Doctor Strange's Ragnarok, and yeah. I, I I think I agree that it doesn't land. Yeah, it doesn't as land. well as that. It doesn't land, um, uh, but I don't know if I, I don't know if this direction could have landed. This this is what I don't know about my, my feelings with it. I, I don't know if it's just so bad and jarring for me that because because the concept doesn't work for me, or because it was just poorly done. You know what I mean, I'm just looking up what Sam Raimi has done other than Spider Man. I guess he he did. Oh, he's done all sorts. He did Evil. Dead apparently. Uh, yeah, he did obviously Spider Man. Spider, I suppose no. Spider Man does have quite a lot of body horror in it, doesn't it? I guess. Or the original. The original ones, yeah. But he also did a load of Xeno Warrior Princess <laughs> and Hercules: The Legendary Journey. Okay, so he does know how to make as, excellent quality content. I suppose he was a producer, not a director. But that that might might go some way to say what the problem. Oh, he also did a lot of Legend of the Seeker, which is very bad. Um, <laughs> anyway, we haven't we haven't really sp- spoken about the plot. Yeah, no. So, so, but, but coming back to, to to this 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 Mako, I think so. So again, with Thor, it worked. I think right because uh-huh. Thor, the character, really developed a lot in Ragnarok. <coughs> Stephen that, Strange, that, the character. The Sorry, what was that? Was it, I, I, I think you were about to say, "What is the point?" Go ahead. Yeah. Well, well, well what is the point? Because Stephen Strange, the character. What was the character development that happened in Strange 2? That's exactly what I was going to say. What is Stephen Strange's character arc? Because he, like, he ultimately, he's, he's, a, he's an arrogant twat, right? That, that's sort of how he starts, and he mm-hmm. learns a bit of humility. Does uh, he? Well, in the first film, right? He learns Sorry, yes, in the first film. He, learned, he learns humility in order to cope with the consequences of his own arrogance. Yeah, and then and sort of his, his love life gets completely... Ruined, and then yeah. they sort of picked up all those threads, and were like, "There's something here, but we don't need to actively do anything with it." <laughs> you know, the, the sort of the feeling I got with it. 
Stra- Strange at the end of Doctor Strange Two is the same man as Strange at the end at the start of Doctor Strange Two. Well, and he's almost the same as at the start of Strange 1, which is a regression. Yeah, it's like he's backslid. Yeah. It's odd. And and this is why, again, I'm a big fan, because I just want this to all make sense. Of of this, you know, being a different canon universe. I think that's right. I'm, I'm coming more and more around to that idea. One other thing for me. Like it feels like all of a sudden the scale has gone completely batshit insane. Like we're talking about all of a sudden we're talking about events where two entire universes annihilate each other, leading to I imagine the deaths of like quadrillions of people. What, so Thanos killing off half of the known universe wasn't enough. Thanos killed off half of the known, half of all life in the known universe. And that's like nothing now? Like the scale's gone completely out of control. How are we. I'm not not sure I I was getting that, to be honest. It's it's, it's just something I've more thought about after the fact. How am I ever going to care about the stakes in, you know, Black Panther 2? Because the nature of the threats that that film's going to deal with are going to be so much smaller. And obviously I'll care because the characters will be better developed and, and all of that, hopefully. But I don't know, the, the conflict scale's gone gone a bit ski-whiff for me. Yeah, maybe. I, I think what I'm really lacking more than that is is what what is the overarching plot of it all? I think it's Kang, but I don't know what. Yeah, which 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 just shows you to be a real hypocrite, right? Because no one's supposed to know that name unless you've watched the TV shows. They don't. They never mention the TV show. In, they never mention the name in the TV show. I don't think. No, of course not. But but so a lot of people who don't watch TV shows are watching this, going, "What? What? You know, what is happening?" But there was there was no central line running through until. No, but there was a central villain that, that had, who had appeared on screen very early on. When is Thanos' first appearance? Very early. I think Phase One, right? It's Phase. Is it? Is it? Aven- is it the Avengers? I think. I think he appears in the Avengers. Yeah, I want to say even before then, but don't want to be quoted on that. He's definitely in the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, because the end, the end of the Avengers is the "all right, I'll do it myself," and then he puts on the Infinity Gauntlet. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I want to say, well, yeah, as always, we've done our research. Uh, <laughs> no, but this is really what, what's what's missing for me now is that yeah, the power scales maybe are escalating. I think you, you, you're probably right, but it's. For, for no apparent reason. I don't I don't yet understand what the central conflict is. But we're operating at a threat level where I feel like I should know what the central conflict is. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, and, and and as well these these are all like events that are so huge that it sort of does beg the question, like, where are the Avengers in all this, right? Like, there's so many weird and, and completely crazy things are happening, and yet it's always, like, one superhero dealing with it. 
but that that's always been a a, a Marvel problem ever since Phase One. Yeah, I suppose. But yeah, no. Where is? I don't even know who 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 Strange can call on. I don't know who's in the Avengers anymore. But where's Falcon? I mean, again, he's not really going to help against Wanda. Yeah. Anyway. No, nah, but the but this is almost more the thing, right? If it is, if you are dealing with Wanda, and I, I think it's fair to say that. Of all the people who knew Wonder Stephen Strange isn't going to be like you know top of that list, I guess, right? So where where are your Hawkeyes? Maybe where are your Bruce Banners? Yeah, where's where, where's Hawkeye? Where's the Hulk? I think those are those are the real questions. Where's yeah? Where's Professor Hulk? Actually, and where, where's um um Otter's face? Ah, Don Cheadle. <laughs> it's completely War Machine. Yeah. Because he, he was always in charge of like the Avengers compound and stuff, right? Like, surely, yeah. if you know Wanda's gone off the grid, like call someone like him in. Um, yeah, it's yeah. I don't know the, the whole the whole thing feels, but it's it's true of this phase in general, I think. But it's weird because this phase also has No Way Home in it, which is such a good film. But it's got that, and then it's got Black Widow and Eternals, and Doctor Shang Strange Chi, which too. is also a great film. and Shang Chi, which is also a great film. So it's really on coming round to Doctor Strange might be disappointing because the the more I analyse it, the more I get wound up by all of these questions. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't understand how the, there can be such a split in the quality of the films. Yeah, it, it's confusing, I think. Um, but the Illuminati. Let's let's have a let's have a crack at the Illuminati. Let's have a crack at the Illuminati. So this is <laughs> I was I find myself in this sort of weird situation where I was like, I kind of like it, but I also hate all of it. It's really comic book, I think. Eight, so eight, this is the Avengers equivalent on Earth 838, I'm assuming. That's yeah. so weird. So it's got Baron Mordo, who is excellent. Captain England or whatever. I think it's Peggy just Captain Carter, Carter right? Captain that? Carter, I think. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Captain England would be... <laughs> Captain England would be bold. Captain <laughs> Carter. Captain Carter sounds much better. Um, Black Bolt, who is a character I've never heard of. Although, what a great death. I, I, I so funny. We need to go through all of these deaths because they're all hilarious. Um, Although his also creates an instant problem. but you know, I'm sure it does. Uh... Crap Captain Marvel, Maria Rambo, who is um, Brie Larson's friend from Captain Marvel, I think. Yes, yeah. Yeah. He gets crushed by a stone, even though Captain Marvel can fly through. through. Stop it. I'm giving the names and then we're doing the deaths. No, I'm so angry already. (laughs) Mr. Fantastic and... 
Uh, way of getting John Krasinski in a film, yes. Yeah, in favour of. And Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier, again, in favour of. But no. Can we, yeah. st- can we stop putting Patrick Stewart in films, please, though? He's too old. No, no, I love Patrick Stewart, don't get me wrong. Um, he's so old. He's so old, but, but also just... He had such a, his story arc was so nicely completed. Like, let yeah, no, I agree. Let should, Professor X be gone. It should have been McAvoy. <laughs> if you're gonna put Charles Xavier in a film, though, it either has to be McAvoy or it has to be someone else. You can't keep using <laughs> Patrick Stewart. Actually, McAvoy it would have been really hilarious in that setting. McAvoy well. would have been so good in that yellow. In that, this is this is this is what I mean about it being ultra comic book though. Like, why, why is he in a, the nineties floating wheelchair that he has in the X Men animated TV show that we've never seen on screen before, yeah. and no one was clamoring for? If you want him in a floating wheelchair, use the one from um, Days of Future Past. Uh, would have been too easy. Would have been way too easy. No, but that, but that scene, it's fundamentally right. And I know, obviously, all superhero films we need we need a fight and we need some entertainment. But Wanda's on a mission, and the entire film through, she's she's been very clearly on a mission and being relatively efficient, I think. Yet here, she's like, "Oh, I'm going to showboat and really fuck these dudes up." I love the showboating, though. Yeah, but it. it's like you know your 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 quarry is literally about to escape. Yeah, you... it's all she cares about, and then for some reason they're like, oh no, in this case, this character will do something uncharacteristic. Just why? Well, we know why because <laughs> they wanted the fight, but why? Yeah. I I guess the theory is she stops being reasonable. So she starts being performatively evil, but no, it doesn't really make sense. Especially because she starts shuffling along like a weird zombie as well. Well, she's also dreamwalking at that point, and she's never done it before. So that's yeah. probably part of it. So she's she's genuinely wearing 838 Wanda like a puppet. It just um, didn't slow her down in the fight, though, did it? No, but she's, maybe she's walking on instinct there. I don't know. And also she's walking on glass at that point, which is horrid um i don't know but yeah so black bolts if that's his name i've ever forgotten um yeah that's, that's the first death. that's the first death which is very good although that's... very very 1999 matrix <laughs> <laughs> very nice and also just a little bit of like oh uh we've, we've just watched an episode of the boys and we kind of liked what they did it was very the boys. I, I don't understand what Black Bolt's power was. He appears to have a little thing on his forehead that glows, and then things explode when he talks. Is that is that just his power? I've no, I've got no idea. Yeah, it's just his voice just kills you. And this is another thing, right? Why In that whole universe, kill... they were like, Strange has done something bad, so we must kill him. But we'll kill him with Black Bolt when they have Charles Xavier, who could just put him in a coma. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just odd decision making all around. It doesn't make any sense. I think the Illuminati might be idiots. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I think, but that's that. 
probably what they were going for, wasn't it? I think I think that is what they were going for. Reed Reed Richards says to Wanda, Black Bolt could can could destroy you with a whisper from his mouth, at which point Wanda goes, what mouth? And it zooms out and he just has no mouth. And that's an element of body horror, and I quite like that. It's quite it's quite like, okay, you yeah, know, well played, Sam Raimi. But then apparently Black Bolt panics and the back of his head blows off? It's a little, it's a little, yeah. Why exactly why does the, he die, right? Why, why doesn't the front, I assume he makes so much noise it causes his head to explode, but why specifically does the back of his head blow off? Like, surely the front, like the way noise works, surely it should like blow off the front of his head or his whole head. Like, does the noise bounce off the mouth? N- Ah, no, you see, my interpretation of that was just that Wanda kills him by, like, literally squashing his brain. Oh, maybe. I I don't think it was him killing himself, essentially. I thought his own powers were meant to have killed him through panic. Maybe. Uh, No, I I just sort of read that. (laughs) She just just smushes him. She just popped his head. Yeah, essentially. She then unravels Reed Richards, which is hilarious. Yeah, that was funny. That was really funny, but also highlights just what an absolute waste of oxygen Reed Richards is in anything other than a laboratory, which I enjoy. Yes. I have absolutely no no idea why Mr. Fantastic is such a popular hero, because all he is is stretchy. Yeah, and for some reason, like the head of the Illuminati. he's he's, He's introduced as the world's smartest man. Which proves that in that universe, Tony Stark is also dead. Yeah, that probably does. Uh, and then there's a fight with Captain Carter, which is pretty good. It's a good fight. Except she keeps throwing the shield at Wanda, and then Wanda keeps catching it and throwing it back. And then one time she throws it back so hard she cuts Captain Carter in half, which is funny. Like, all of these deaths are funny. That is funny, but 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 that's when they sort of drew a line. It's like, yo, you know, oh, we, we can't, can't, we can't show that. that. We can't show that. I know that's too far. Like, we can literally un- literally unravel a human being in front of you, but seeing someone get cut in half, no, we can't do that. And then, as you say, she drops a heavy rock on uh, Mar- Captain Maria, like Rambo, the strongest person, <laughs> who's the only person who could possibly go toe to toe with with her, and that kills her yeah the woman so strong she just affirmed the the thanos punch you know yeah right yeah odd just the whole thing's odd none of it feels right no and Um, then she um decapitates charles xavier inside her own head which is pretty good yeah but the way he then actually dies on screen is just that's that's the problem The, the death that's just Patrick Stewart's a little too old. <laughs> Patrick Stewart's a little bit too old. He just, he sort of just like flops. Really to be, badly. To be fair, you know, to be fair to him, maybe he just thought this is also fucking ridiculous. I'm going to make my care. death look ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and no one dare ask me to reshoot it because I'm Patrick fucking Stewart. Exactly. <laughs> what is this film, you know? <sighs> Yeah, so that was, and then and then the musical notes fight was another weird one, right? Like that's just artsy for the sake of being artsy, and it's really artsy for the sake of being artsy. Just, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many ways you could have gone with the strange versus strange fight. 
that that didn't feel like it to be honest didn't feel like the one but i don't i don't know how you do a strange versus strange fight but i'm not well you certainly have two survival. i think you certainly have two of his cloaks fighting right that that, that surely would have been <laughs> that's what i would have done <laughs> fight that would have been really funny the no they just you could have an absolutely cloaks. brilliant gag where the two cloaks stop fighting and each go on to the wrong strange yeah. Yes, yeah, so stuff like that exactly would have been would have been weird. That would that would have been actually funny rather than like a a crappy Marvel quip. And it's also at that point where like all the weird spirits start doing something. Yeah, it's like mm. the, so dreamwalking not okay, but nothing's going to happen to you. Dreamwalking into your own corpse that that's where we draw the line. Uh, it, well, any corpse, I think, but yeah. Essentially, you can only you can only dream walk into yourself. That's the whole point. That's why it has to be into the corpse. Hmm. That's definitely a plot point because yeah, yeah. But does, but does that apply when it's dead? I suppose. I I don't know. I don't think it's particularly well thought out. No. Well, it, quick, yeah, that was just... that was a pure ex machina moment. They were like, right, we need him to actually beat Wanda now. So yeah, how do we do that? It was a, a very rapidly decaying corpse to say that it was sealed up. Yes. <laughs> um, Just a yeah, thought. Fair. I, mean, I don't know quite the rate at which corpses decay, but feels like it's quite quick. Yeah, you're not wrong. Well, I guess it's, it's hard to, yeah, with these sort of things, time shenanigans, right? Something, something, time travel, space travel. Something, something, time travel. So yeah, that, that was all very weird. And, and, the, and the, the climax of that fight was just a bit... There's like so much going on in that film without anything going on. I think what's really quite telling is that we haven't actually talked about the new character they introduced. Yeah, we mentioned that, but we've not really said, oh, yay, or... I thought she was good. I don't really understand. Well, it's, but it's 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 the Eternals thing all over again, isn't it? It's like they're like, we need this character, so just introduce her. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. Her, if her entire power is multiversal travel, which it appears to be, isn't isn't she just like a plane? Like, she's a plot device more than a character. Obviously, she's a character because she's a person, but that doesn't... Maybe her, maybe she's got a different power, but it, it feels like she she's a weird character to have introduced other than this phase is about multiverses, so we need someone who can travel, it, travel it's, the multiverse. It's, it's that. Plus, yeah. in, in this in this film as well, I guess she... she she was supposed to probably be the thing that exemplified Stephen Strange's character development, right? Because he gets her to, to control her power, but it's sort of, again, not that well done, I think. Yeah. It's so weird. You know, it, it's fascinating that you watched it and thought, I'm quite enjoying this. I genuinely, I, I need, to, I genuinely need to rewatch it, though. Maybe so do I. It's just, just, I don't know. Uh, I still think Wanda's a good villain. I still think that 
I'm always going to enjoy watching Benedict Cumberbatch be Stephen Strange because he pulls off that arrogant wizard so well. And the single greatest regret is that we'd never get a Benedict Cumberbatch playing Cornelius Fudge. <laughs> or Rufus Scrimger, actually. Yeah, he'd be good at that. He'd be a good Rufus Scrimger. But then we wouldn't have had Bill Nye's. Um, True. True. I'm just, I'm just going think... through the, this plot summary that I've got open. Just, just one... One point I think that may be the most criminal thing for me is that if you're going to go down a sort of grittier, scarier Marvel film and you have Wanda as your villain, go go down the the, the psychology route. Yes, right? she I can make that. she can make anyone do See anything. Anything, anything. Yeah. and because Stephen's mind has always been in some ways, is his greatest asset and his greatest enemy, right? I think that could have been such a, a much more intricate way of playing all this. Make, make him cease trusting his own brain. I completely agree. I think yeah. that would have been... And then you don't need Wanda to be so magnificently powerful as she is. It doesn't become a... Bone. Much more subtle, yeah. That. like Because if you look, think about um, the fight at Calvertage... She actually wins that because of her mind control powers. She gets inside someone's head, which is what causes the shield to break. Yeah. But you could, but she then becomes like a WMD and blows everything up. It would have been much, I think, much better if she'd found a way to make the sorcerers all fight each other. Yeah, and it's, I mean, because they, 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 they introduced the. Sorry, yeah, go on. I don't, I make them all see, you know. Each of the other ones is a monster, so they just fight and kill each other. And Strange has to watch this and can't do anything. For, I don't know why. Plot reasons. He just has to watch these people whom he ostensibly cares about tear themselves apart and there's nothing he can do to stop it. Well, yeah, and it would have given a much more deep and meaningful thing for Wong and Strange to you know, talk about bomb, bomb over... Yeah, or, or fight over, um, but as well because they they you know bring back his love interest right from the first, and, and that could have been such rife ground of of mental manipulation. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Or even with America Chavez, you know, who's who's like sort of, she thinks she killed her parents. I think any wonder worth of salt would make something like that. that. Yeah. I don't need more Christine Palmer. As well, I don't buy that relationship at all. It's not. Yeah. It's not. A, it's not a criticism of Rachel McAdams or anything like that. She's a very, very good actor. I just, I just don't think that she and Cumberbatch have any on-screen chemistry at all. Yeah. No, I agree. Completely agree. <laughs> uh, give, but, give, but this is... give me just. Stephen Strange and Chiwetel Ejiofor. Make that your on-screen relationship. I mean, yeah, that's that's anything that's with Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yeah, I'm all I'm all I'm all over that. He's he's fantastic. Ever, ever since um, Serenity, uh, yes, but I did enjoy I did enjoy him coming back. <sighs> anyway, we've rattled on for a very long time. Gosh, the 
delivery drivers in your area are noisy. Yeah, me to myself that I really fucking hate motorbikes. <laughs> Can I just put that on record? <laughs> yeah, no, we'll actually, we won't, we won't edit that one out so that everyone can hear just how awful. In cities, I'm sure they really are fun to to ride and stuff, but like, Jesus, you know, it's a residential area. Yeah. No no one's impressed by your fucking motorcycle. Um, with a, with yeah. an L-plate on the back so you don't have to. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, yes, so very confusing. I've definitely come out, I've come out of this episode with more questions than answers. Yeah, well, I think we'll revisit all this because what is the overarching plotline of this phase is perhaps an, a worth an episode. Uh, I don't know I how don't... many more films are supposed to be in this phase after Thor. Gar- I mean, when's Guardians 3? So this is something that we'll talk about if we're doing a, a Thor one as well. Um, the, the sort of power gulf that Thor has created in the Guardians. With no, I mean, he was he was always going to, wasn't he? Because doesn't make any fucking sense. So yeah, but I guess the issue with the Guardians is that they were sort of a stronger together than, you know, as in more than the sum of their parts, I guess. Yeah, but, but Thor. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a film with two Thors and, you know, talk about escalating power levels. Yeah. So the last film in Phase 4 is Fantastic Four. Oh, no. I know. Are we going to get John Krasinski for anything? I really hope so. Because he was a great Mr. Fantastic. But I don't know. Um, I I really don't care about Fantastic Four. No. And that might be because they've tried to make it twice. And neither of them have been good. Yeah, see. So, so what else is there between? So we've just said Thor: Love and Thunder. So Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, Guardians of the Galaxy Three, The Marvels, and Fantastic Four. The Marvels. It sounds like some sort of weird family sitcom. It's a sequel to Captain Marvel. Right. Uh, Has it got got Brie Larson in that? You think? Uh, apparently, Brie Larson returning as Carol Danvers. Yeah, I, I, this is also one. Uh, why does everyone hate her? I really don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so we're also getting uh, the actors from Miss Marvel, which I haven't watched. That's the current TV show. It, it's it's interesting, actually. So yeah. Iman Vellani Sagar. Shaikh, Zenobia Shroff, and Moen Kapoor are reprising their roles. Their roles from Miss Marvel. Yeah, I'd give it a watch. It's the the thing with the TV show is that that's where they're really exploring different angles more than in the films. I think that's right. I mean, we're getting She Hulk. Um... Yeah, but it's also just you know because um, Moon Knight, for example, they they went down a mental health avenue, which, yeah. which was interesting. It made it very hard to watch for me because um, it was well done. I should point yeah, out. no, I've, I've, I've not seen it. I've not, I've not had much chance to watch much TV recently, but yeah. I've, I've heard it's 
really well done, which makes it really hard to watch. Yeah, give give it a go, and then and Miss Marvel obviously sort of, you know, putting an emphasis on on a Muslim culture, different kind of superhero teenage yeah. as well. I guess because you know, just having Spider Man have that gag is getting old. No fair. So so yeah, they're going interesting places with the TV shows, and I, and I, I don't hate it by any means. No, I don't. I think I might be more overall in favour of the films of the TV shows than the films at the moment. Much for the same reason as you, they they give them some freedom to. Ah, uh, yes, yes, and no. I mean, because I did just watch Thor. It, I mean, there is a lot really... of. I just want to see the old Avengers. You know, I just want. I just love seeing Chris Hemsworth on screen as Thor. You know, I miss Robert Downey Jr. etc. I think part of the problem was they got, we spoke about this in our last Marvel episode, they got the early phases so right. Yeah. Right. Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth. And then building from there that all of these new attempts to create new ensemble casts are sort of fallen flat because they're trying to almost do what what all of the other people trying to build cinematic universes are trying to do and sort of dive in all in one go, even though Marvel has an established cinematic universe because they're trying to do it with new characters in a way. Yes, no, I agree. And, and they're not they're not putting in the, the legwork that they did for a Tony Stark, for a Captain America, for a Thor. No, they're, they're, you know this. This is what Eternals, you know, is as we discussed, is is exactly guilty of. Just here's eighteen thousand characters. Yeah, here's eighteen thousand characters that that you will need at the end of this phase because otherwise the world ends. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> great. I'm getting tired watching Marvel films. I'm getting tired. Yeah, that's that's my takeaway. I think. I'm no, like, Thor, Thor is really good. Um, just I'm, to, I'm, I'm, I'm just as a spoiler, good. I really enjoyed it. I mean, it, well, I really enjoyed it. I don't know if it's really good, but I really enjoyed it. So. I'm definitely going to watch watch it. But looking at that list of Phase Four projects after Love and Thunder, I'll probably enjoy Black Panther. I'm going to hate Ant Man and the Wasp, so I'm probably just not going to watch it. You need to I'm get over this, this. I'm so tired of the Guardians of the Galaxy. That that is a gag that has run, and then well, the they, they might pull out a new soundtrack, you know, that, that wins us over. That's true. It could, they could go for a sort of excellent '90s cheese, and I'll be all over it. It's just take that as far as the eye can see. So yeah, I was, I was going to say like Backstreet Boys to the max, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I'm there I, for that. <laughs> if that's if that's what they do, then I take I take it all back. Um. Alternatively, it's just cold play as far as the eye can see, and everyone in the theatre starts slitting their wrists. Jesus! <laughs> so that took a turn. I think we need to stop recording. <laughs> I think I think that might be. Uh... Jesus! We see you Christ. off the premises. Uh, sorry, that was not something to make light of, and I apologise. Uh, I think I'm done. Are you? Anything else you want to say? Um. No. Um, it's good to be back. It is good to be back. We'll we'll try to be we'll try to get back onto schedule. 
Although, as, as I've told you earlier, it's not down to me because I'm an exemplary. Uh, I don't even know how to finish that sentence because it's Podcaster. Just, just bullshit, isn't it? Yeah. I, mean, uh, <laughs> I, I will. I will. I will hold my hands up and say nine times out of ten, if there's a delay in us recording, it's my fault. Um, my life has become very hectic very quickly, and it's quite hard to line everything up. This is kind of make it sound as though I've got nothing on, doesn't it? It does. Uh, no, just an expert scheduler. <clears throat> sure. I will remind you that we agreed to record two days ago, and then when I raised that, you said, oh, it turns out I'm busy. But that's neither here nor there. Uh-huh. <sighs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Expertise is Overrated. No doubt we've said some things that were either objectively wrong or downright offensive. As ever, feel free to let us know, rate the podcast, and leave us a comment, or drop us an email at expertiseisoverrated at gmail.com. Tweet us at zero expertise, check out our website, expertiseisoverrated.podbean.com, or come join us on our Discord server. If you're lucky, we might just argue with you in one of our upcoming episodes, and if you're really lucky, we might call you an idiot. We will be back in two weeks' time, <laughs> when, as promised last time, we will actually rank the top ten duelists in J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter series. Join us then for more nonsense. Bye.